Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. My name is Nate Grunniblink. I'm the creator of Apples and Genos, originator of the Zero G Draft Strategy, and contributor to Yahoo Fantasy. In this podcast, Blake and I are going to give you all the best streamers and ad options for next week so you can start planning early. Let's hit it. Now, of course, I have your friend and my best friend, Blake Creamer, here with me. Blake, how are we feeling tonight? Feeling all right, my man. Uh, yeah, it was a great day. I love these afternoon hockey games. We talked about it in one of our episodes last week, and it happened again, and I got to watch some of these games. In fact, more. Um, I was I was having a real sports day today, just flipping back and forth. I got um, Sportsnet now, so I had like picture in picture so you got like you know three nice. games going on yeah it was it was awesome man so i had a great day today i had an awesome morning fantasy wise and then the the last few games really just sucked the wind out of me here so yeah i'm, I'm a little salty but i don't know what how are you doing my man i'm doing all right i uh just came back from my beer league hockey game where i uh was a john klingberg level defensive liability <laughs> this this week but uh we still got the dub in the shootout so uh we'll we'll take that and we'll uh take notes back for next week beautiful at least you have your teeth so that's nice uh, this is true this is true i'm keeping the cage that's for sure well blake why don't you get us started here why don't you lead in with some newsies newsies all right yeah we got some newsies i'm gonna rush through these because there's a ton of news and there's a ton of games all right let's get to biz first i want to talk about the pittsburgh penguins um some injury news brian rust and ricard raquel 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 yeah he's he's uh out for a little bit he's uh just put on ltir i think so he's out longer term um, and Brian Rust missed the game today with a lower body injury. Raquel has an upper body injury. So yeah, some, some injury stuff going on there in Pittsburgh. And so what do they do? We thought maybe Riley Smith might get some, uh, you know, good power play deployment and, um, they just went off. I don't know what the coach was doing there in Pittsburgh, but they ended up throwing out, you know, to splitting the power plays basically. So power play one ended up being Crosby, Gensel, Carlson, Hinestrosa, and some other guy with the Z for, for the first letter. I don't even know. So <laughs> Horna, I don't know. And then Carter, Latang, Malkin, Nylander, and Smith were on the second power play. So yeah, it didn't exactly work out, but I mean, for fantasy purposes, we need to keep an eye on that. And I, I think Riley Smith would be the beneficiary of, of these guys going down, but it, it didn't really play out that way today. So just keep an eye on that. Um, in other news, Sam Gerard, Colorado Avalanche, he entered the player assistance program. So, um, hopefully, you know, he gets the help he needs and it gets back healthy soon. Um, yeah, so that's rough news for him, but, but good as well that he's taking care of his mental health. Um, in the game today, Washington and Edmonton, TJ Oshie got leveled, uh, accidentally by Matthias Ekholm, uh, just at the blue line there. It was accidental contact. Oshi was down on the ice for a little bit. Um, he was able to get off uh, under his own power, but he's not traveling with the team for their upcoming road trip. He's got an upper body injury, all right? Super specific. Uh, looked <laughs> like his head, all right? He, he bonked his head. Um, how about big Vassy? Vasilevsky's back, and what the hell happened in this game? Oh, my God. He got a big dub, 8-2 win over the Hurricanes. Um, yeah, it, this is this is a little bit scary, actually, with Tampa Bay because they were able to hold down the fort with a winning record in this guy's absence, and now they're a freaking wagon. I mean, Kucherov got six points tonight. Damn. <laughs> um, you know, so that's <laughs> – for Vassy owners, congratulations to you. I mean, this this could be a nice little run for you. Um, moving on, I want to talk about Big Koozie. Uh, yeah, he's a healthy scratch there in Vancouver. That's that's a little. I, I'm not happy about this uh, now. That I, is that I have to say that is the lowest of voice you've ever used when talking about I, Andre yeah. Kuzmenko. Yeah, you know I don't want to draw too much attention to it. Uh, I'm changing his <laughs> name to Bench Koozie. Bench Koozie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he'll be back. All right. I'm to rest up King. I think, you know, he's, he's busy carrying the team. He's tired. He needs a break. All right. That's, that's what's happening there. Beautiful head of hair. You guys know the drill. Right. Um, let's talk about Winnipeg, Gabe Velarde, uh, the Velarde party. He's close to returning, shed his non-contact Jersey in a recent practice. 
could be uh he didn't play tonight but could be a game time decision next game so keep an eye on that and then nate's favorite player the aforementioned Klingon john klingberg they put him on ltir the toronto maple leafs did so he's going to be out until at least december 12th um could need surgery they're still trying to figure out what options there but obviously that's horrible news for john klingberg shout out to him hopefully he gets better great news for morgan riley owners we have no question who's the power play one king there um although they got uh you know they played down to their competition uh today as usual i'm sorry nate about that um that's rough <laughs> Um, let's keep going. We got to talk about uh, Jonas Corposalo. He's battling an injury, so uh, Mad Sogard was recalled there in Ottawa. So Anton Forsberg's the the goalie to own for now. I mean, if you want to own a goalie in Ottawa, they're, they are not playing well. They lost again tonight to the York Islanders. Okay, um, Nate, I know this is a little bit of a sore spot for you. So Antti Ranta came back after injury and proceeded to get shelled by Tampa Bay and. Uh, Rod Brindamore, uh, uh, interesting decision to leave Ranta in net for all eight goals. Nate, do you have a, a thought on this? I have a lot of thoughts on this. So, like, up till now, you know, we've talked about how Rod Brindamore is a pain in the butt for all of our fantasy goodness that we want to see. Like, why isn't Svechnikov on the top power play? odds? Oh, RBA doing his thing again. But now it's personal, all right? Because I picked up Ranta for this week uh, in Kikuffle, and I was like, oh, awesome. I'm going to get a couple starts out of Ranta, and, you know, he's going to get me a couple wins. They upped the value for wins in Kikuffle this year. That's going to help me out this week. But then RBA does this, and Ranta faces 14 shots and allows more goals than he saves. And he just leaves him in. He just leaves him in the whole game. He gets eight goals against and makes six saves in this game. And Rod Brindamore the whole time is like, nah, this is fine. This is fine. (laughs) He said after the game, he's like, yeah, in retrospect, I probably should have pulled him after the fifth goal. And then he still left him in for three more goals after that. What is going on? Why is this happening? Why is this happening to me specifically? Um, Nate, anyway, this is this guy's amped. Oh my god! What what's happening here? It, this Rod Brindamore, look what you're doing to Nate. I mean, he doesn't give a damn about our fantasy teams. That's clear. And now he's just he's he was being passive aggressive before. Now he's being aggressive aggressive. All right, we don't <laughs> appreciate that, Rod. All right, go do some sit ups, Nate. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell him you go dye your hair, Rod. All right, that's that's what we do. All right. That's horrible, though. You had him. He streamed in for a couple and got smoked. So that's that's no good. That's no bueno. It could be Kochetkov time, everyone. Let's let's. It could be. All right. Let's move on. We're talking about the Seattle Kraken. Philip Grubauer wasn't able to finish the game. uh, His last game there against the Flames. Joey Decord came in and finished that game, and they still haven't provided an update on Grubauer. So. It's we don't know what's happening there, but they called up Chris Driediger. So yeah, just keep an eye on Grubauer status. I think you know if he's healthy, he's going to be the number one there, I believe. Um, but yeah, who knows what they do in in Seattle there? Um, moving on, Nico Heischer for the Devils. Uh, obviously, didn't play today, but he is practicing. He's just not quite game ready. So Dawson Mercer is going to continue to get some run in his stead, but that really hasn't been blowing the doors down. Um, but still, it's it's a valuable streamer while he sure is out. And then um, Timo Meyer, it is not Timo time yet. This is terrible. Um, they called it a minor injury, but this guy's missed four straight games. So, you know, we don't have a lot of information there. Be nice if the team sort of updated us on what the hell's going on. But uh, Meyer is still out. So just keep an eye on his status game to game. Uh, a couple more things here, then we'll get into the streaming section. Taylor Hall of the Chicago Blackhawks out for the season. Oh, man, this is not cool. Um, Just a disastrous first season there in Chicago for Taylor Hall. Towards ACL, he's got surgery on his knee now. So, um, yeah, it's it's rough. I think the the big beneficiary there, I mean, if there is one, is uh, Philip Kurashev. He's Mm -hmm. getting some run on the top line with... um, Connor Bedard and he looked pretty good. I mean, I watched him today. He was out there with him in overtime as well. I think when they when Korchinski scored, it was Bedard, Korchinski, and Kurichev. So uh Kurichev. So he's getting some decent deployment. Might be worth a stream if Chicago has a decent schedule. But yeah, rough news for Taylor Hall. Reminds me of when um there was a season with the Canucks where Burray, like 13 games in, blew his ACL and he was done for the season after 13 games. Oh God. It's 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 PTSD. Basically, I'm just reliving it in my head. And uh, yeah, it's I'm going to have to move on before I start crying. 
and that's, I don't want to do that. All right. Um, let's talk about Brent Burns. Um, he's back on power play one there in Carolina, but obviously they got cooked eight to two, um, just something to monitor, right? Uh, Jacob Slavin's been getting some reps there as well. If Antonio D'Angelo has been getting uh, healthy scratched because he's a ding dong and, uh, that's confirmed. So yeah, just, just keep an eye on Brent Burns. Um, we want to, you know, he should be more valuable if he's getting power play one Burns has had a down yeah. season so far, but I mean, he's still a shot monster. I mean, you know, not to the levels that he's used to, but he's still doing stuff and he's still very valuable in fantasy. And then lastly, let's talk about uh, with Barrett Hayton's injury in Arizona, Logan Cooley has moved up to the top line there with Keller and Schmaltz. So that's something to monitor as well. Cooley's definitely worth an ad if he's getting that deployment. I mean, I think Nate, we can agree. We'd like to see some more shots uh, yeah. from this guy, but you know, he's line one power play one now with guys that can do stuff, right? Keller and Schmaltz. So um, hopefully that's something that kind of continues moving forward so we can really get a look at what Cooley can bring to the table. But that's it for the newsies. Nate, we got to get into some streaming. We got some crazy stuff going on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's talk about this schedule upcoming. So for next week on Monday, we got six games, Tuesday, 10 games, Wednesday, three games, Thursday, 14 games, Friday, just two games, Saturday, 13 games, and Sunday, five games. So this is at least a little bit more of a conventional streaming schedule, right? Uh, not something we were able to say uh, lately, for sure, especially this past week with two nights where we had nothing. But in total, this is 53 uh, games played on the week, which is pretty normal uh, in the grand scheme of things, somewhere around average here. Then we have three teams that have a Monday-Tuesday back-to-back to open the week that you should probably be able to get some players in for. Tuesday, 10-game schedule, um, you might have some spots open, so you might be able to open up the week with a back-to-back and get a head start on your opponent with some players from either Florida, Tampa Bay, or Vegas. So check your, your, uh, check your schedules Monday-Tuesday for that. And then there are three teams that have Monday and Wednesday off nights to open the week. Those are Columbus, New York Rangers, and the Washington Capitals. Then we also have a couple of teams that have Friday-Sunday off nights to end the week. That's Columbus and San Jose. And if you heard me say Columbus twice, that's absolutely correct because Columbus has a perfect schedule next week. They play on all the off nights, four games, four off nights, which is obviously making their players very valuable for your fantasy streaming success. So in total, not an overabundance of options, but at least we do have options this week. Uh, unlike earlier this week, I kept, I don't know about you, Blake, but I kept checking my rosters through like, uh, yeah, basically through the last four days here. And I was like, I can make this move, but I mean, it gets me one game yeah. and I may as well just hold it till Sunday and see if I need it or not at that point. So, um, yeah. At least this week, we've got some moves we can make that are actually going to make a difference in our lineups. Are you up for some worst teams to stream, Mr. Blake Creamer? Let's do it, my guy. We got, uh, oh, yeah, we got a couple teams that are not so great here to stream from. And the first team we're looking at with only two games this week is the Edmonton Oilers. And they have zero off nights, right? So the good thing is that the Oilers don't have a ton of streamers anyway. So in terms of drops, like I think Matthias Ekholm for sure is someone you, you can probably just kick to the curb. Um, Darnell Nurse, where, where are you at with that, Nate? Because we talked about Darnell Nurse I think last week too, and you said you were holding him for a similar schedule, but now that we've got two games and zero off nights, what do you think about Darnell Nurse? Yeah, I mean, it's not been pretty for Nurse. Uh, zero points his last five games. I don't believe, I think this is updated, so I, don't, I think that takes into account the... I'm going to double check because the Oilers did put up five on the Capitals here tonight. Uh, yeah, Nurse got zero points there, so... Zero points his last five games, 23 and a half average time on ice. So he's definitely still doing that. The underlying numbers are not good, uh, which is kind of surprising. He's got just five points on the season now, 21 point pace on the season. Uh, it's not been good uh, lately for Darnell Nurse, but he is still hitting and blocking and doing all those peripheral things that we love so much. 
So, you know, if it's a bangers cats, there's no question you're keeping Darnell Nurse in my mind. If it's a points league, it's a little bit more uh, of a question. Like, if there's something out there that's really going to make a difference, if Nurse is truly the last guy on your roster, you don't have anybody else you want to move, and, you know, somebody that we're going to talk about, like a Kirill Marchenko, or maybe like Boone Jenner happens to be out there in your league, maybe you're in a 10-team league, 8-team league, you know, there are definitely situations in which I'm considering getting rid of Darnell Nurse this week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely points league. Like, I don't know why you would roster nurse in a points league really, unless it has points like really only, yeah. heavy. Yeah. Unless it has like really heavy banger waiting, but yeah, he's been definitely a disappointment. I can understand the frustration that they must have there in Edmonton with this guy's salary and kind of just his output. Right. And then on top of that, the Oilers defensive play has been garbage early this season. So yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I could see him falling out of favor a little bit there in Edmonton, but in terms of fantasy, yeah, bangers, cats, you want to keep them. Otherwise, kick them to the curb. And then anybody else who's not in the top six, I don't think I'm interested there. Um, let's move on to the next team. It's the LA Kings. So they play two games, and they're both on the off nights. They play Wednesday, and then they play Sunday. So it it's valuable, right? I mean, you could do something like, you know, get one of these back-to-backs Monday, Tuesday, and then stream in a Kings player. That's not a yeah. bad that's not a bad strategy, right? But if you're just looking at like a week long stream, like that, it's, I don't know. There, there are definitely better options. But if you're looking at dropping fringe players from the Kings, I think we're talking about kind of that third line there. So Philip Deneau, um, you know, uh, Trevor Moore, PLD, Pierre-Luc Dubois potentially. And then Nate, I wanted to get your take on Quentin Byfield because you absolutely called this guy kind of popping off here, getting on power play one, and now he's producing. Like, he he had a good game today, um, but what are we doing with Byfield in this two-game week? Yeah, I think you're still hanging on. This is still obviously a young player. The underlying stats have gone down, actually, even while he's been producing the last little bit, um, so that's a bit concerning to me, like... And when I say gone down, like they're not good. <laughs> 357th in shots per 60, 272nd in individual scoring chances, four per 60 over his last five games here, despite the four points. And still averaging under 15 minutes here, even with the additional power play deployment yeah. that he's been getting. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm like completely attached to Byfield, but he's obviously hot right now and he's in a good situation. He's going to get some rest. Like I'm probably trying to keep Byfield just to see where this goes because yeah, you do see like the highlight reel clips. You see the ability of the physical ability of the player. Um, and you think that, you know, if he starts to take that step even more this year and start to be a consistent force night to night, like there, there's definitely a ceiling for this player. And so that's exciting. And that's a reason to hang on to a player, even if they're not necessarily performing the way we want to see under the hood. Uh, but I would probably drop Byfield and probably drop Moore and Dano, uh, unless yeah, unless you're in a spot where you've got a lot of other streaming slots and you know you can get these guys in for the two off nights anyway, and that makes the most sense. I could see that for sure, and yeah, definitely what you said too. If you are gonna run out a Monday Tuesday back to back, then you can look at LA as the Wednesday Saturday or Wednesday Sunday rather yeah. um, streaming schedule. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, you don't have to drop these guys, right? Um, yeah. But I, I like what you said about Byfield. I I do think he's a special player. Like, yeah, the, the the metrics aren't really showing that, but I did watch the game today, and you and I were talking a little bit uh, offline here. Like, this this guy is a he's a puck retrieval beast. Like, he his skating is insane, and he just wins puck battles on the boards, and he's a great passer. So, you know, I've been impressed so far. I was really impressed watching him in this game today. That that line looked really good. Obviously, Kempe was amazing. Did you see Kempe? He was, uh, they, there was a bit of a scrum. So like three defensemen were in the box. So they had Kempe drop back for defense for like two minutes or something like that. And he absolutely trucked a guy, like just smashed him right at the blue line. It was awesome. Um, I love Kempe. Actually, he's one of my favorites out there because he's obviously an analytics darling, like the things that we like. But he's just a beast, too. Like, he's a beastly man. Yeah, so <laughs> shout out to Adrian Campe. His name's Adrian, too. What a, that's, you know, that reminds me of Rocky. You know, I don't know. That's very simple. <laughs> simple joke, but I'm a simple man. All right, let's move on. All right. There are also 12 teams that have, I'm not going to mention them, but they all have three games played with zero off nights. So, I mean, 
yeah, you'll you'll have to take a look at your own your own roster and make decisions there. But uh, definitely Edmonton, you're you're getting off any fringe players there, and uh, yeah, there'll be some other options there. Why don't we move on down to the best teams to stream for cream? All right, <laughs> the cream team of stream. Uh, I'm just gonna keep going until I get something that works. All right, <laughs> um, as Nate mentioned, we're we're looking at the Columbus Blue Jackets this week uh, with a perfect schedule, four games played, four off nights. And this is awesome because it's not very often that I remember in, you know, streaming weeks where the team that has a perfect schedule also has really good streamers. Like it reminds me of Colorado last year. They, they had some amazing schedules at the end of the, the year and they had a lot of players that you could stream in that could actually do something. Right. So um, yeah, when we're looking at Columbus, like, there's some really interesting uh, roster numbers here with their main players like Johnny Gaudreau. John Gaudreau, he's 57% rostered. John Gaudreau. Well, I, that, that is wild stuff. Is that right, Nate? That's, that's crazy. Um, that's correct. Okay. So people are getting off the Gaudreau train, um, and rightfully so. The man stunk for the beginning here, but he, he's coming around. He played uh, almost 21 minutes tonight or today. Um, had a breakaway. Like He did have an assist, so that's kind of good. Um, I'm definitely interested in Gaudreau at 57%. That's a no-brainer. That's a, that's a mega buy low. This this guy's he'll probably end the season with 70 points minimum floor. Get this man on your team. That makes no sense. Um, and then Patrick Line is 54% rostered, but this one I'm not feeling so good about. Um, he just like first off his deployment in this game today. He only had just over 12 minutes, so that's terrible. So he's like his confidence is done. He's obviously pissed off at the coach. He doesn't understand why he was healthy scratched and he doesn't look good out there. Like he he's lumbering around. There's no explosion. Like his shots, his decision-making, it all looks really off. He's just really listless. Um, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on line? A? Obviously we're, we're rostering him this week, but what, what are your thoughts on line a moving forward here, Nate? Yeah, basically I'm interested in line a for this week pretty much solely because of the schedule and obviously the past performance, right? Um, if he does turn it around, then I hope that it's this week and I hope I get it for four games all on off nights. Yeah. So I'm definitely willing to take that shot on line A this week. It may blow up in my face, but at least we have proof from yesteryear that it is possible. <laughs> the talent didn't just disappear. It's somewhere in there. Um, he just needs to get on a roll, hopefully, and hopefully that can clear it up and he can get things rolling once again. But um, yeah, really, like normally we wouldn't even be talking about these guys, right? Line A and, and Goudreau over 50% roster, but I have seen both of them dropped across yeah. a bunch of leagues. And so I think actually like in they're probably available in more than half of active like pretty active yahoo leagues right so that's why they got included here just on the off chance that they were dropped i do think that they make pretty decent streamers for this week if only because of that terrific schedule yeah absolutely um i, I love the fact that they're out there and then we gotta talk about boone jenner papa boone thank you my two dads uh boone jenner is right there it's 51 percent. we had another goal today this guy makes a difference out there. Like I, because of the afternoon games, I was actually able to watch the Columbus Blue Jackets today and watch this beautiful chiseled uh, <laughs> chin of granite man with, you know, just this beefcake uh, skating around out there. And he looks great. This guy makes a huge difference. Um, obviously, if you're in a face-off league, this guy's going to crush. He was he was great today. Um, you know, lots of deployment. I think he had 19 minutes. Get, go get him on your team. It's insane. He's, he's a staple on power play one there. Their power play actually looked a little better because uh, who else is there available and under 50%? Zach Wierenski, 48%. Nate, what is this? What what am I looking at? Yeah, I don't know why people are off of Zach Wierenski. Like today was one of the few games in recent memory that he hasn't actually scored a point. He had the four assist game there earlier in the week, but I mean, even in this game, he's got four shots. He's got nine attempts. He's got four blocks for you. Like, he's doing the thing. Like, Zach Wierenski is terrific. If you look at the underlying numbers, fifth in Corsi 4 per 60 over his last five games here. Like, it's not a fluke either. Zach Wierenski is confirmed. Hashtag good at hockey. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah. Go, you got to go get Zach Wierenski. It's insane. This this is going to be a slam dunk for your week. Um, so yeah, Zach Wierenski and then Provorov is out there too. Um, it's weird that he's actually fantasy relevant this year, but he's, he's, you know, before Wierenski popped off for four assists, 
Provorov was their leading defenseman scorer, or he was one point behind Wierenski. It's one or the other, but he was right up there. So um, he's doing stuff. He's on power play too. He's blocking a ton of shots. He hits. So Provorov is is valuable. I think should absolutely be rostered this week coming up. I think he'll be able to do something. And then Adam Fantilli. Yeah, this is this guy's 26% rostered, and this is another amazing streamer. Like, Nate, I'll let you get into the stats here on Adam Fantilli, but why why are we so so excited about this guy? I just see the proof positive that this guy is definitely going to be a star in this league. Like, no, you don't run into 10-shot games the way that Fantilli had uh, a couple games back. Like, that just doesn't happen by accident. This guy is definitely going to be a stud. You know, there's going to be some growing pains in the game here today. He had just the one shot on three attempts, skated 17-13. So it's definitely probably going to be up and down. Definitely probably going to be up and down uh, throughout. You know, it's his rookie year, so he's he's still figuring it out for sure. But you see the the potential there and the, uh, uh, yeah, just the raw ability of the player. So I think Adam Fantilli makes for a good stream this week as well. But there's one more guy that I'm really excited about too. Oh yeah. This is Nate's this is Nate's Boone Jenner. All right. Nate's <laughs> Boone Jenner much. is Kirill the Thrill Marchenko. Um, yeah, and he he looked awesome today too. He can hit this guy, actually. He's he's a little bit of a beefer, um, which doesn't really show up in the stats so much, but um, he just had a he, he had kind of a rough and tumble game today. I enjoyed watching him. And yeah, he he's a big difference maker out there as well. So um, you know, he's only got two points in his last five, but again, underlying stats looking awesome he's got 11 points in 19 games that's pretty nice i mean this is this these type of guys are who we want from our streamers right these are all offensive minded guys that shoot that get scoring chances that have power play time and they're all available right i mean do you have anything on marchenko you like to add there nate yeah, just that he's 17th in the league in individual scoring chances, 4 per 60 over his last five games here, averaging over 18 minutes a night. He's on the top power play. On ice numbers look good. Like, it's just wheels up for Marchenko right now. Yeah, beautiful. So um, th- those are all great options. Like, I mean, the worst one's Provorov. And even I'd roster Provorov. Like, you mm-hmm. know, if you're, you're scraping the bottle of the berry, like, yeah, I'll take Provorov. No, no problem. Like, he's he's out there playing. He, I think he led the Blue Jackets in ice time today with like 26 minutes. So yeah, um, these are these are great options. So go get yourself some Blue Jackets. Nate and I talked about this last week, but hopefully you saved an ad maybe or you can for Sunday. And if you can, get a Blue Jacket in now, right? Yeah. Just like, you know, depending on what your matchup is, like if you got it locked down or you know you're going to lose, Go get a jacket now and set yourself up for next week because, yeah, you'll get all four games out of these beauties. All right, let's move on. There's two teams that play four games with three off nights, and they are the New York Rangers and the San Jose Sharks, those those beauties out of San Jose. Um, yeah, so let's, let's talk about the Rangers first. Um, so some of the players you're looking at there, we got to talk about um, Alexis Lafreniere. Um, he's 42% rostered, so, you know, and he has been kind of a hot – item here right he's he's um a staple in the top six there now he's playing with trocek and panarin which is a really nice place to be especially with panarin going nuclear um this season so that's excellent but you know lafreniere three goals in his last five the underlying stats are decent 12 points on the season now ah, i don't know where you at with lafreniere this year nate yeah he had a nice little stretch um had a bad game today and uh, it's not really any better way to put it 1637 and zero shots just two shot attempts so um i don't know if that was just a little hot streak and it's coming to an end we definitely have not seen prolonged stretches of great play from lafreniere at any point so far in his young career um i'm open to streaming lafreniere just because you know if all the columbus guys are gone then you know he's probably the next best guy who's going to get into those off nights for you so i'm definitely open to it i'm not saying don't do it but i am not super confident i guess i would say in his ability to continue uh, this last little hot stretch there you go if you miss out on the columbus players go get yourself some alexis lafreniere okay yeah he's plan b all right that's nice it's on his business card um <laughs> We got to talk about Keandre Miller as well. He's 46% rostered. Um, Lafreniere, too, great in category leagues, right? Although he's been a little bit down with his hits this year. Um, yeah, he does that. He's a beefer. And beefers, speaking of beefers, speaking of segues, we're talking about Keandre Miller. And yeah, he's a super beefer with uh, some power play two deployment. So Miller, he, he can do some stuff. So he, he's definitely available. Um, you know, I love the ice time. He's getting crazy deployment, but the points just haven't been there, especially in the last five 
but he's got seven on the season. It's okay. He he hasn't really popped. I think a lot of people expected him to sort of um, kind of level up offensively this year, and I didn't really expect that. But I just I just don't see how it's going to happen when he's behind Adam Fox in the pecking order, and then Fox goes down, and they don't put Keandre Miller up there. They put Eric Gustafson up there. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not really the in, in a category league Miller for sure, but I don't know. I'm not that big on the player. I don't know what be you, Nate. Yeah, I'm not um, super interested in Miller. He's been cold. It's not like he's riding a hot streak or anything right now. He had some good stretches last year where I got a little bit excited about him, um, but this year so far, it's not been it's not been great, and it's been a little better of late in the underlying stats, but still no points to show for it. I'm just not that interested in Miller overall. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who I am interested in over. Miller is Eric Gustafson, the aforementioned. Um, he's getting the power play one, so he should be the one you roster. And this guy is, oh, he's out there. He's still only 36% rostered. So um, he, that power play is great, and he plays on that power play well. He's got four assists in his last five games. Adam Fox, uh, the earliest he can return is the 29th, I think, um, with his IR status. And it, there's no guarantee that he is going to return on that time. So you, this could be kind of the last stand for Eric Gustafson, right? You could get one more good week out of Gustafson, and then you kick him to the curb. Because I've seen this guy dropped in a lot of spots. Um, so go out and get yourself some Eric Gustafson for the week. If Fox comes back and you you miss two games on Gustafson, so be it, right? But I think of those guys, I would probably take Gustafson over Lafreniere and Miller. I don't know, what about you, Nate? Yeah, I like Gustafson. Like, even if you only get the two games to start the week on the Monday and the Wednesday on the off nights, they're playing Buffalo and Detroit. Like, they should, he should run into some points there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, there you go. There are your Rangers. And let's talk about the San Jose Sharks. Do we have to? Oh, God. Yeah, we do. All right. Um, you know what? We, we can't, uh, we, we got to put some respect on this man's name. Uh, although his last name rhymes with Turtle, Thomas Hurdle. All right. Um, 34% rostered. He's, he's doing the thing, right? That's that, uh, that's Nate's phrase and I'm stealing it. All right. He's doing the thing. All right. Hashtag. But, uh, yeah, he's out there. He's on, he's playing a ton of minutes. He's basically in on every point that they score, right? Like yeah. if, if San Jose is going to get goals, it's because hurdle is doing something. So I, I think it's reasonable four games with three off nights. Like you could do a lot worse than Thomas hurdle. So, um, definitely go check and see if he's out there. I mean, there are some other options, but you know, we we've just talked about some amazing Columbus streamers, some good New York streamers. And now we're talking about Mario Ferraro, William Eklund, Mikhail Granlin, and Kaylin Addison, who are all available on San Jose, uh, like really ridiculous roster numbers, like 3%, 2%, 1%, 3%. You know, if, if you're in a deep league, those are good options. Um, I like Kaylin Addison. Nate has a real hate on for him. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but uh, are you, uh, if, Let's let's just have some fun here, Nate. Of those four, who are you taking? Ferraro, Eklund, Granlin, Addison. You have to pick one. Who are you picking? It'd probably be Eklund. Uh, had a goal and an assist in the game today. Nineteen nineteen in the game today. Time on ice, averaging over eighteen in his last five games. Like, um, yeah, seems to be pretty much stapled that hurdle as well. So that gives him that little bit of floor uh, on top of everything else. Yeah. And honestly, San Jose, yeah, they're terrible. They're a terrible team, but they might not be the worst team that we've ever seen. Like all of us thought, right? They're going to be <laughs> one of the worst teams, but not the worst team. Right. So there, there might be some options there. So I don't know, kick tires. Let's move on. We've got four teams that have four games and two off nights. And those teams are the Boston Bruins, the Buffalo Sabres, Colorado Avalanche, and the Washington Capitals. So we want to talk about Boston first. So you're looking at a player like Jake DeBrusque. I think he would be right up at the top there, 39%. Um, they actually scratched uh, James Van Riemsdyk today, and DeBrusque got some power play one deployment. So that was pretty nice. Um, and he did get a goal today. So maybe he's bought himself a little bit of time there. But, um, you know, DeBrusque has been a player in the past that we've liked. Hey, Nate. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him kind of, spend some time on power play one there. Um, so definitely DeBrusque is there. And then JVR as well is 17%, but I mean, he was just a healthy scratch. So I think you're looking at DeBrusque over there and then Charlie Coyle, what the hell? Um, what does this man do? Five points in five games. Damn. Um, yeah, Charlie Coyle. I saw them first off. Do you ever watch the Bruins, uh, um, their commentator team? Like, I can't remember the guy's name, but they're like, the two American guys. Oh, what are their names? Jack something and 
Jack Michaels, I think. Roto Baggins or something. I don't even know. But uh, it is one of the worst combos I have ever seen. They're the biggest Jack homers of all time. Yeah, Jack Edwards, buddy. Oh, my God. Like, th that's the reason they invented a mute button. All right? Just get this man <laughs> off my screen. I don't want to hear a word. But, uh, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. But um, <laughs> I'm just talking some yang on that man. Um, let's move on. Um, oh, he was saying that Charlie Coyle uh, is a player that's getting better every year. Um in his career. So that's, yeah, that's, that's how I got from A to B and then started talking Yang on the commentating team on, uh, in Boston there. All right. But to any players on Boston, you're interested in there, Nate of, of these. Yeah. I'm a little bit interested just with coil being so hot. I think he can probably do worse. The underlying stats are not great there, so I'm not excited about it, but he is on a 73 point pace for the season. So figure that one out. Jake DeBrusque, definitely a guy um, I've always liked. Good underlying numbers. We talked about how his on-ice stats were better than even Patrice Bergeron last year. Um, so, yeah, had the goal tonight. Three shots, five individual scoring chances, four skated over 18 minutes. Uh, I think he bought himself a little bit more time on the top power play, and I'm excited about that. Absolutely. All right, moving on. we got to talk about the Sabres from Buffalo. And we're looking at the power glove, Owen Power uh 44% rostered he should be on a roster he's he's one of the most boring fantasy players of all time but he does just enough for you to be like yeah you, you gotta roster this guy so um and especially this week four games uh two two off nights I think you gotta have Owen Power on your team he's heading up power play two there um it's 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 a little weird in Buffalo right now I feel like their identity is it's not the same obviously when you lose your best player in Tage yeah, they, they it's I feel like they're they're struggling to kind of find themselves. Guys like Rasmus Dahlin aren't playing to the same level. Their goaltending has been bad. Um, yeah. And they're doing some weird stuff on their power play now. Uh speaking of the the next player here, JJ Paterka, who's 21% rostered, he was taken off power play one. Um, so who did they put on? Oh, yeah, Victor Olofsson. So yeah, yeah, Victor Olofsson mid-game goes up to power play one. So he so he could be on this list as well. Um, we don't have him here, but JG Paterka, Victor Olofsson, Potato Potato. I think they both be able to do something there. Middlestad is still only 17% rostered, and this I don't understand. Um, I've rostered him in two spots here, and I'm actually a big fan. Um, look at this deployment in the last five games. Just under 21 minutes, four assists in five games. Horrible, horrible underlying metrics, but damn. He's on the ice for 21 minutes. He's getting power play one. He's getting top six deployment. I think I think that's a great, great ad for this week with four games. I don't know. Where are you at with Buffalo here, Nate? Yeah, I like Paterka. The underlying stats look solid there, if not spectacular. Five points his last five games. It is worrying if he gives up the top power play. Olofsson is hot too. Six points his last five games, but skating just 13 minutes a night. Not super into that. Middle stat is getting power play one and skating a ton of minutes. He's just going to volume his way into some stats. I don't think he's a special player, but I would still roster him for the week. Are you talking Yang on Casey Middlestat? What? Yeah, I don't think he's that good. Oh, man. You know what he is good at? Winning the week-long death match. The streamer that. Thank you, Casey Middlestaff, for your service. All right. I rode that man to a victory, to a big dub. That's why Nate's a bit salty, but that's, that's understandable. No worries there. Um, let's move on. We're talking about Colorado, and we got to talk about Ross Colton. Nate, what do you think about Ross Colton here as a streamer? Look, I've been wrong about players before, and I will be wrong about players again, but I'm not wrong about Ross Colton. This guy can play. He's got five points in his last five games, including three goals. He's doing this with under 12 and a half minutes average time on ice. Like, they got to put this guy on the top power play. They skated Val Nichushkin 27-plus minutes in this game here today, and they could not find a way to get Ross Colton on the ice. He still scored a goal, still had three shots. Like, what does this guy have to do? I think Ross Colton is a stud, a fantasy stud, waiting to break out. He just needs the deployment. He's in a perfect spot in Colorado. If they would ever use him, if they could ever show him the amount of love they showed to Ryan Johansson, who drags his sorry carcass up and down the ice six times a game. But, uh, yeah. Give Ross Colton some minutes. Let us all benefit. It makes good sense. I mean, you know what? It's We're still early in the season. I really do think that Ross Colton will get an opportunity at some point. There's going to be an injury. Um, I want to see him on power play one. Give him at least, at the very least, give him 15 minutes a night. I Like, why? This 10 minutes, bold. It's, it's just, 
what are they doing? I, I this is a valuable player. Um, and it's not just because of fantasy. I watched the game too. Like he's out there. He's an energy player. He can change the momentum of a game. Like he's an efficient shooter. He's a great skater. Oh, God. you know, the only knock on Ross Colton, he, he, uh, you know, we tried to get him on uh, cameo. All right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he turned us down. All right. We tried to get something for Nate's birthday, a little Ross Colton, you know, special greeting. No. All right. Ross Colton said no. All right. So he's a bit of a ding dong, but Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. All right. Get this man on the power play. Damn it. Um, all right. Sorry about that. Uh, let's move on. We got to talk about Bo Byram there as well. I mean, Nate, we are talking about Bo Byram every freaking week. Um, not like he's a must roster, must own, nothing like that. But again, he's doing just enough where you're like, you should probably have this guy on your team. I mean, he's getting much better deployment in the last five games, over 22 minutes, two assists. But I mean, pretty awful numbers, to be honest. Oh, God, it's it, it feels like. It, he's not the same player that he was last season. Like something's mm -hmm. a little bit off and I'm not sure what that is, but I, I'm still willing to take a ride with Bo Byram. I, I'm rostering him in my bangers cats league. Um, and I'm not going to be dropping him anytime soon, but yeah, it's, it's been a rough go. I don't know. What have you seen from Bo Byram here? Yeah, he definitely has not had a good season to start. Underlying numbers are down. Um, definitely not where we expect them to be. He is getting the deployment, so that's nice. Did have an assist today. He's still like zero shots, one shot attempt. That's not what we expect from Bo Byram. Usually he's generating chances and actually generating really dangerous chances, which is what we really like about Bo Byram. Um, yeah, I think there are better days ahead. It's tough to roster him this week. There are probably like i mean obviously in a league where zach Wierenski is out there you're going that direction yep, yep. but um definitely if you need a defenseman who's going to get you four games this week i'm still interested in byron yep absolutely um and then ryan johansson yeah laboring up and down the ice uh you know moved off of power play one there for jonathan drewen you know something Ugh. is wrong with your career when jonathan drewen replaces you on power play one all right <laughs> sorry ryan joe um go have a coke and a smile oh yeah but I mean, if he's not on power play one, that's that's going to be a rough, rough yeah. hold. But I mean, four games, two off nights, you know, if you're in a deep league, this guy's you can add him and he'll be put in a situation to, you know, do something. All right, let's move on to Washington. That's terrible. That sounds awful for Ryan Johansson, but that's <laughs> fine. Um, uh, OK, moving on to Washington, the last team with four games and two off nights. So um, if Tom Wilson is out there, you got to add him. I, I actually really like Tom Wilson. I like what he brings to the table. It doesn't always show up kind of in the statistics that we like here. Um, you know, he's got one goal in five games, reasonable, reasonable shots, you know, nine points on the season. That's not blowing the doors down, but this guy's a difference maker out there. He's involved in the play every time he's out there. So yeah, I, I, I like that for sure. Um, so definitely take a look at uh, Wilson there. He's 46% rostered. Dylan Strom at 19%. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, Dylan Strom is there. Kuznetsov is there, 17% uh, rostered. Um, yeah, and with Oshi out now, there's some other players that might be able to get some some run, like Connor McMichael or something like that. He's only 1% rostered. And then if you're looking at D, you, you could do worse than Rasmus Sandin. I mean, are you taking Rasmus Sandin or are you taking Bo Byram? Nate, where are you at with this? Yeah, I'm probably going Sandine there, to be honest. Sandine's yep. over 25 minutes a night. Like, uh, yeah, it's pretty hard to beat that kind of deployment. Uh, so I'd probably go on Sandine there. Yeah, I like Wilson. Definitely should be rostered this week if he's out there. Kuznetsov, just for the minutes that he's going to skate, most likely. Um, yeah, on the season, averaging over 21 and a half minutes. So definitely somebody worth rostering there. And then Strom can go hot and go cold at any time. So you can hope to run into some points with him. Yep, absolutely. So that's it for those teams. Those are the last teams there with four games and two off nights. Moving on, we've got the Ottawa Senators who play three games, but they have two off nights. So uh, what does Ottawa play? Uh, i got to find him here. Wow, goodness gracious. What does Ottawa play, Nate? I'm looking. Oh, there we go. So they play Monday, Friday, and Saturday. So you'll get yep. them in on the Monday, Friday. I mean, then you can move off them if you want there. But um, for Ottawa, you're looking at um, Josh Norris, 33% rostered. Joseph is there at 8%. I, I like Norris there. I think he's great. And um, if Drake Batherson's out there, I think he's only like 57% rostered. So there's a chance like a lot, you know, a week ago, people were dropping Drake Batherson and then he popped off today for two points or two goals, right? He's still on power play one. So absolutely Batherson should be rostered and definitely for this week. So, so uh, have a look there. I like Josh Norris. He's, you know, he hasn't been crushing as of late, but that's all right. 
And let's move on to the last teams that uh, that we're looking at streaming here. Uh, there's four, sorry, five teams with four games played and one off night. Okay, and those are the Chicago Blackhawks, the Florida Panthers, the Nashville Predators, Tampa Bay Lightning, the Vegas Golden Knights. All right, so let's go into it. I'm going to rapid fire these ones. Um, Chicago Blackhawks, you're looking at Lucas Reichel, four percent rostered, and how about Kevin Korchinski? Yes, sir. Uh, he got the GWG today, and I, I streamed him in in a couple spots. I was happy with that. He's only 2% rostered, and he's, he's uh, cooking on power play one. The truth is he didn't look that great. Um, I wasn't really <laughs> – like, yeah, he was making – he was flubbing a lot of passes, and it just wasn't a – I don't know. It wasn't a, a, a slam dunk like he's going to stay there on power play one, but I don't know. Then he gets the game winner, so – I don't know. He might have bought himself some time there for power play one. And I think that's a decent place to be um, for Florida. I mean, OEL is out there at 48% rostered, but he, he you know, his value is getting nuked. Um, Florida ran their same power play one unit that they did in the playoffs there with Montour as the quarterback. So, um, and Verhage was off power play one on power play two as well. Just FYI. So yeah, OELs, we'll see what he can do uh, with power play two deployment, but I don't see, why they would put him back on power play one. Although Florida did get shut out today and that power play didn't look good. So just something to keep an eye on. But I mean, I think they'll still give OEL some reasonable deployment. Sam Bennett Dyson, Sam Bennett is there at 16%. He is getting power play one. So this man should absolutely be on your roster. 16%, much too low for Sam Bennett. Um, you know, he's coming back off of two injuries. Like it's going to be a slow go for Sam Bennett, but 16%. No, you got to get this guy on your team, especially with a four game week. I like that. And then Anton Lundell, uh, you know, with Barkov coming back, he's kicked back down to the third line. He's at 4%. He did all right in uh, Barkov's um, absence there, but I don't know, nothing, nothing special there. Anything on these teams so far, Nate, uh, Chicago, Florida, Nashville. Yeah, I think Bennett, you want to be into and uh, yeah, as definitely as long as he's on top power play, that's a great spot to be on the Florida top power play, regardless of what the results were for this one game here. Josh Norris had a nice night, uh, four shots, 10 shot attempts in 21 minutes. So that's a little bit of an uptick uh, in my book for Josh Norris. So if you're looking for someone who might be turning into a long-term hold, then Norris might give you a little bump there. Yeah, love that. Let's move on. We got three more teams here. Nashville. Nate, what do you think about Ryan O'Reilly, the Irish master, the, that that legendary man? Um, I don't even know if he's Irish, but, you know, he's missing a tooth. I don't know what's going on there. 48% um, rostered Ryan O'Reilly. Um, yeah, he's been on fire. He's been on fuego. All right. He's got points in, in I don't even know. I got to look over here. <laughs> he's got points in the, in the last few games here. I know he's got uh, three or four in a row. Um, he's stapled with Philip Forsberg there. I love that. Um, it's been great power play one, love it. So definitely get yourself some Ryan O'Reilly, the, the underlying stats again, not great, but he's just out there for, for a lot of deployment and he's got power play one as well. And they're cooking right now. Gus have Nyquist as well. 6% rostered. This, uh, this was a great stream this week. I, I picked him yeah. up in three spots and yeah, he's, he's had points in all three games, um, at 6%. That's excellent. So I don't see if that's going anywhere anytime soon. And at only 6%, he's basically Ryan O'Reilly. You know what I mean? He's getting the, that's kind of same deployment, only he's 6% rostered. So this guy's out there. I think he's absolutely worth an ad. Colton Sissons at 4%? Yeah, maybe. I mean, where, where are you at with Colton Sissons? you like this player, Nate? Well, he got on the top power play um, here in this game, and he does have points in four straight. So, um, yeah, obviously a super deep league uh, shot, but you can probably do worse. How about Luke Evangelista? Two, two um, goals today. Yeah, you got two goals and an assist. He was doing stuff. He was hashtag doing the thing, Nate. What, what? He's not on the list. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, he had a nice game. Uh, I'll right. give that to him for sure. But uh, if you're not on the top power play, like Nashville is not going to play St. Louis every game. They're not going to score eight yeah. goals every game. So uh, that's a little bit of what I think there. I'm I'm more looking about the looking at the deployment there and looking for something a little bit more sustainable. All right, every party has a pooper. All right, that's fine. <laughs> But, uh, all right, let's move on. We got Tampa Bay is one of these teams, and the only guy you're probably really interested in there is Nick Paul at 28% rostered. That's excellent. He's still getting that power play one. So, yeah, get him in your life. I think that's reasonable. Um, 
But other than that, I mean, I'm not too interested in any of the other players really on Tampa Bay. Um, and then Vegas, you're looking at, come on, Bobby, let's go party. Barber Chef doing it. Uh, Barber Chef's at 33%. You got to get Barbie on your team. Um, probably not, actually. I don't know. But 33%. He's, he's, he's doing the thing. And then uh, Chandler Stevenson is 31% rostered. So those are the players on Vegas you're probably looking at. Do you have anything to add on Tampa and Vegas there, Nate? Not really. Paul is definitely somebody that you can look at. Uh, you can definitely do worse and hope that you get a couple points out of that. Chandler Stevenson, definitely a guy who seems to score points uh, despite his best efforts not to. Um, so he's definitely uh, also an option if you're, uh, yeah, if you're needing somebody to get you to assist next week, Chandler Stevenson's probably your guy. Oh, that's high praise. All right, let's roll. Let's go into the best players to stream for the week ranked. So I'm ranking these guys best for points first. I can give you the top 10 the way I have it here. Um, so I didn't include, you know, Goudreau, Line A, Jenner, because they are over 50%. I'm going to adhere to that line. Um, yeah, basically every single week that I do this, I adhere to that. So I'll do that here. But that does mean that Zach Wierenski does make the cut. And so he's my number one, actually. Pretty rare to have a defenseman here. But Zach Wierenski should be nowhere near this line. Yeah. This is a player who should be rostered in 80 plus percent of Yahoo leagues. And he's not currently. So you can take advantage of that if he's not rostered in your league. He's my top points getter for the week. Right behind him, teammate Kirill Marchenko. Really like Marchenko, obviously. Um yeah, I'll wax poetic about him again, I'm sure, but I really think Marchenko is turning into quite the player for the Blue Jackets currently. Then I kind of have a tier here. I'm not really sure, honestly, how I'd order this, um, but I have Lafreniere, Hurdle, and Fantilli here. Um, yeah, if you need the off night uh, from Fantilli, then definitely go that way, I would say. If you're looking for the recent performance, you can go with Lafreniere. If you're looking for a guy who's probably going to get you two to three points across those four games, uh, then you can go with Hurdle. You're just never going to be super excited about it because it's not like Hurdle's going to come out with a six-point week next week. That's just not something that's going to happen in San Jose. So, um, yeah, just kind of pick your pick your flavor there, I guess, with those guys. Then moving beyond that, I am throwing Jake DeBrusque in this just based off this one game here. I do think that he's going to get back on the top power play. Um, it, like he's been there before. This is not something new. If JVR is not doing it anymore, then DeBrusque makes a lot of sense as the next guy up there. And so I am definitely interested in Jake DeBrusque in that regard. Had a nice game, had the goal. I think definitely I want to be in on Jake DeBrusque if and when he's getting top power play deployment. Then behind that, I go to the two Buffalo guys, Middlestat and Paterka. Yeah, Middlestat, again, maybe uh, some of the Chandler Stevenson similarities <laughs> come in with Middlestat. He's definitely a guy who will get you some assists in the upcoming week. Paterka, obviously an up-and-coming player and has been pretty exciting of late. Um, but it is a problem if he's not going to be getting that power play one. So do check out the lines and see if uh, he's going to be getting power play one before pulling the trigger there. And then I have a couple of Washington players just for that early week uh, that we talked about where they're playing San Jose and then Los Angeles on the Monday, Wednesday. So I'm going to go with Kuznetsov and Wilson here. Both of these guys, I think, probably going to get you some points. Kuznetsov playing ridiculous minutes, as I mentioned, and then Wilson actually playing pretty well under the hood right now. So that's my top 10. Who is the most egregious miss on this list, Blake? Oh, there's, there's no misses. Um, this is a great streaming week. There's, there's like, yeah, I mean, maybe JJ Paterka, like it's all just dependent on his power play time, but yeah, he's been great as of late. So I think he warrants a, a spot on this list here, but, but we'll see Casey Middlestad. You got to bump him up there. What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> and dude, never compare Casey Middlestad to Chandler Stevenson again, Nate, you're on notice. All right. We don't do that here. All right. Come on. I mean, Casey Middlestat would love to have a season like Chandler Stevenson just had. So um, oh, God. I think uh, I think you'd be okay with that comparison. But let's continue on. Let's talk about the best players for hits. So Will Coyle um, from the Rangers has been hitting the lights out, actually. Um, definitely worth a stream if you just need the hits. Then you got Tom Wilson, Justin Danforth, the top guy from Columbus, if you need the off nights there. Beck Malenstein from Washington and Giovanni Smith from San Jose. These are 
some deep cuts uh, with some of these guys for sure. But if you are in a bangers cats league and you just need to shore up hits, then definitely these guys will get you that in spades. Moving over to blocks. If you need some blocks for your bangers cats, then Mario Ferraro, obviously going to be at the top of this list uh, over there in San Jose. Then Rasmus Sandin, who I mentioned getting 25 minutes a night and throwing up crazy block numbers on top of that. Eric Goodbranson, if you need the four off nights from your defenseman, then Goodbranson fits that bill. And then Nick Benino uh, for the Rangers doing absolutely nothing else but blocking every single shot that's attempted to be fired while he's on the ice, it seems. So he's doing that and he does that from a forward position so you can add some get some cheeky blocks from your forward position with Nick Benino and then Nikita I can't pronounce his last name still even though I mentioned it last week Kotiuk uh, I apologize Nikita yeah, yeah, I'll try to learn it again uh, at some point here but uh yeah hits and blocks uh, so he does both of those things for you a little bit if you need that any thoughts on the hits and blocks players here Blake yeah yeah I got a thought where the hell is Jeremy Lozon. Yeah. Oh man. I streamed this guy in on my banger league. He's a legend. He's got a goal and an assist in three games. Who the hell called that? 12 penalty minutes. Oh, listen to these hits numbers. Five, six, two, four. Oh yeah. This guy's a beefer. He's a mega beefer. Get Jeremy Lozon in your life. Yeah, it's a good call. If you can, and it's definitely more possible with defensemen to be able to not need the off nights. So if you don't need the off nights and you're going to get all four games out of Lozon, then definitely he can make the list for sure. All right, best players to add for the future, guys that you might actually be able to hang on to for the rest of the season. Nick Schmaltz, Quentin Byfield, still at the top of this list. Uh, Schmaltz, we know what he is. He's a stud. It makes no sense that he's only 31% rostered currently. Byfield, as I mentioned, I just think the sky's the limit for this player, and I just yep. want to be in on that, especially while he's hot. There's just no cost in rostering him right now. And then, yeah, if the ceiling really does hit, you could be looking at a league-winning type player. So that's where I'm at with Byfield. And Tyler Bertuzzi continuing to have some strong play alongside Nylander and John Tavares. Definitely think that he's uh, trending towards having a better season, actually, than I I thought was possible for him and then the two rookies logan cooley and adam fantilli i will have here have some an honorable mention for you Ily tolvanen um yeah just been playing really solid hockey as of late and uh worth mentioning uh player that i've streamed in a couple of leagues and been really happy with the results and it does seem like yeah it's a player who's maybe taking a bit of a step this year under the hood so Definitely think that Tolvanen is somebody worth checking out. Then sub-20% rostered, Sam Bennett still just 16% rostered, especially if he's getting power play one. Absolutely, um, that number has to come up in a big way. And then sub-10% rostered, we have Marchenko still down at 7%. Um, yeah, Marchenko I'd probably put above Cooley and Fantilli, maybe Bertuzzi um, in the overall list here. So definitely a guy that you should be uh, pretty excited about in your leagues. Your thoughts, Blake? Yeah, no, I love that. I love um, the Tolvanen ad there. Um, it's interesting in, in Seattle because I streamed in Bjorkstrand too, just randomly for his four-point game, which was really nice. And I, I'm, I don't know if I would throw – I would throw him in the honorable mention there, Bjorkstrand, because he's getting reasonable deployment, like it's 16 to 18 minutes a night. Coming off a four-point game, I mean, you know, they lost 5-1 tonight to the Canucks, he, but he did have four shots and a hit, so – um, yeah, he's out there. He's doing stuff. Um, you know, their power plays, they literally split them like 50-50. So there's no real advantage there to any players you're getting. But yeah, definitely Tolvanen over Bjorkstrand, but he's out there too. All right. Let's move over to the defensemen. So Wierenski obviously going to top this list. And then I have Owen Power, Pavel Minchikov, Bowen Byram, Sean Walker. Owen Power just continues to play pretty solid hockey. I think it's a little bit tougher to hold him right now with Thompson out, but I still think that he's, uh, yeah, just going to skate a ton of minutes and get in on a fair amount of points here. Minchikov has trended downwards, uh, but still top power play, um, still a pretty solid defenseman, uh, it seems so far, and seems to be acclimating to the league pretty well. Somebody that 
you know, could trend up from this point, could trend downward. I say it all the time. Rookies are really unpredictable, uh, but I'm willing to see with this player just because uh, he's, yeah, given us some proof that he's ready to play in this league and is actually going to be a pretty solid player for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then I do have Byram here as well. Again, we've just seen it in years past, not showing it right now. Hopefully this is the week that that turns around and he starts to really put together some strong weeks from here on out. And then I'm throwing Sean Walker in here. Hasn't scored a point in the last two games here, but before that he had, um, yeah, just a nice little stretch, a nice little four-game run where he put up uh, a goal and five assists. He's been shooting really, really well. Uh, last four games here, three, three, five, two, and got up to 24 minutes, 54 seconds in this loss to the Rangers here today. So Sean Walker, power play two, you know, I don't think Sanheim is completely entrenched on top power play there in Philadelphia. So that's maybe a look that could happen at some point. So Sean Walker is someone I wanted to include on this list um, as somebody that should be on the radar at this point. Sub 20% roster. I'm still going to have Jared Spurgeon. Hasn't been a great start for Jared Spurgeon, um, but I do think that better days are coming. And then sub 10% rostered. I'll throw Korchinski in there. Blake, who do you like from this list? Yeah, I, I, I like Korczynski. I don't know why. I'm, I'm interested in that player um, just kind of to see what's going on. Like I, one thing I did notice about watching the game today is him and Connor Bedard uh, kind of play off each other. Like there, there's a little bit of chemistry there. So I like to see that. Um, but yeah, all this stuff makes sense. I do like the Mintikov, like hold Mintikov with the power play one. He looked good today. Um, but yeah, he's trending downwards, unfortunately, but he's a rookie. So there's going to be ups and downs. Um, and especially with Anaheim as well. Plus, I did want to just note, Radko Gudis is rostered over Zach Wierenski. 54% Radko Gudis, 49% Wierenski. What are we doing here? I, it, what planet are we on? Oh, my God. All right, let's roll into the long-term plays in net. So Elvis Merzlikens is going to be my top guy once again. I think Merzlikens is playing terrific hockey right now, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But the Blue Jackets really have problems defending. I think this might be a coaching thing. They brought in bodies uh, that should be improving things, and it's not really happening for them. But regardless, Merzlikens continues to play well. Uh, Connor Ingram has also continued to play well. You heard, if you've listened to the latest episode that Blake did with Kevin Woodley, you heard him talk about Connor Ingram and how he's been a fan of him. And yeah, it's really shown up uh, for Ingram this year. He's had a really solid year, 9-10 save percentage, uh, despite obviously playing in Arizona, which is not the strongest team defensively across the entire league. Then Charlie Lindgren makes the list for me. Um, yeah, I just think that despite the five goals allowed to Edmonton today, that's going to happen uh, with McDavid and Dreisaitl and those guys. Still made 30 stops. I like Lindgren. Moving forward, we'll see if he can get some more some more starts uh, with uh, kind of into an alternating 1A, 1B situation with Darcy Kemper there. I think that's definitely within the realm of possibility, but Lindgren does have a 940 save percentage on the season in limited work. So um, seems to be hot at the moment. And then sub 25% roster, there's not a lot here, uh, to be completely honest with you. I threw Joey Decord in there just because Grubauer is out, and I don't really know what that situation is going to look like at the moment. Um, You know, this could very well be a Chris Driediger situation. It's really more about the situation in Seattle uh, for me than it is the particular goalie uh, but whoever is going to get some starts in Seattle I'm interested in whether it's Decord or whether it's Driediger um, like you mentioned lost uh, 5-1 allowed five goals on 27 shots tonight so not a great outing for Decord maybe Driediger uh, draws in in the next game and he goes on a run I'm not ruling that out by any stretch so mm-hmm. keep your eyes peeled on Seattle I think they're still searching for who's going to be their top guy for the year any thoughts on the goalies, Blake? Yeah, um, I throw Coach Chetkov in there as well. Um, he's 37% rostered, so um, especially with Ranta getting pumped there. And I'm not convinced that Ranta is fully healthy. So obviously he has some injury concerns throughout his career, right? But Coach Chetkov, 37%, he's out there. He, he should get the next start, no question. And we'll, we have to just see what they'll do, right? Um, I've got Coach Chetkov in a couple spots, even though it's been kind of yucky. Um, hasn't played very well, but yeah, definitely worth an add. For sure. 
And let's move into the final segment here, which is obviously going to be the head-to-head streamer deathmatch. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, the season record is 4-1 to for Blake currently. And it's trending towards 5-1, to unfortunately. If you remember from last week, he picked Ryan O'Reilly with the first pick. I took Nazem Kadri. Both have actually had pretty solid weeks, yep. but Ryan O'Reilly has had a really, really nice week. Uh, has 16.5 kakuffle points through three games. One more left. Kadri has 9.75 through three games with one left as well. So we'll see, and we'll update everyone on Sunday when we do the flagship pod. But, yeah, uh, so far... Blake's been kicking my butt, and that's got to change, all right? That's got to change moving forward here. So, um, yeah, realistically, I think that I got to go with my guy. I got to go back to the guy who beat me when Josh took him over, uh, like, pulled one over on me the way that I my one win of the <laughs> my one win of the season was going to the Boone Jenner well uh, against you then Josh took Marchenko on me I gotta go back to my guy in Kirill Marchenko I gotta oh, take him my. here and I think that uh, I think he's gonna pop off I think next week is the week that he absolutely pops off and we get like five points out of Marchenko next week Oh my goodness, buddy. Uh, that's a surprise, actually. Um, I really, really want to take Wierenski, but I don't know. I I think I want to take a ride with Jake DeBrusque. I think I'm going to take some Jake DeBrusque this week. Um, I like the the strength of schedule there. They're playing a bunch of bums. They got San Jose in like there. Columbus. They got, yeah, exactly, like Columbus. So, yeah, it's a true head-to-head this week. So, nice. um, yeah, I like Jake DeBrus. Let's see. Let's, hopefully you can hold on to that power play one deployment. All right. Well, if you made it this far, you should definitely do the thing. Like and subscribe. If you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this, if you can drop us a rating and review, we would really appreciate that. If you want to talk more fantasy hockey, if this is just piquing your interest and now you want to talk even more, you want to add us and say uh, you're absolutely crazy for that take, why would you take Kirill Marchenko over Zach Wierenski? Um, basically, it's just because I love Kirill Marchenko that much. But regardless, uh, you can ask us all that in the Apples and Genos Discord server. The link is in the show description. Get in there. Get your biscuits in there and ask us any questions you so please. There's also, you know, 900 other fantasy hockey managers who would love to weigh in as well. So get yourself in there and come talk. If you need some help with your fantasy teams, you can join the Apples and Genos Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you guaranteed answers to all of your fantasy hockey questions. And that's going to be it for this episode. Hopefully it brought you some value. Helped you get a little bit better at fantasy hockey today. All the advanced stats you heard today came from Natural Stat Trick, which is a terrific free resource. Many thanks to the band there there for supplying the music for this podcast. Be sure to check out their Spotify as well. And that's it, folks. Much love. (laughs) 